what did, how did you start? So I'll tell you my most interesting job in college. Okay. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you the less interesting. So I did environmental science and Spanish in undergrad. Okay. Um, I really just, I was a science dude. I loved math, I loved science, but also loved languages. Kind of a weird hybrid divided brain thing. So, you know, when you want to do something and pursue it, you have to find a way to get good at it, right? And you know, that first job is always sure. difficult. So, so I did lots of internships with environmental engineering groups and geotech firms. And then one summer, I, <laughs> it was like close to graduation, I took an internship at a landfill and it was awesome. Okay. Like way like, in other more- words, a dump. We, we no, would call like, it a dump, but like you guys call it a landfill. place where all the crap goes, <laughs> where the birds fly around and a bunch of bulldozers go around. Um, it smelled terrible. I mean, literally, I have to say, not to start us off on a bad note, but that job, it smelled just like your bathroom after the things happened in your bathroom. It was horrible. Um, but some of the stuff happening at that landfill, that stuff was awesome. And while I love science, I didn't love doing that stuff. It wasn't fulfilling for me. Was that a letdown? To, to figure out, like, you, you love yeah. the, the thing, but yeah. not what you do? Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, hindsight being what it is, you know, now I know that, it, you know, the having a resume that looks like Rainbow Bright threw up on it mm -hmm. is good, right? You should take risks and do things that are uncomfortable. And, and I think that, in fact, I think that should happen your entire life. Um, and, and so I've always just been really interested in all these different things and, you know, if I hadn't done so well in school, my mom probably would have put me on ADHD medication, but uh, she didn't. So I got to do fun, cool things. And, um, you know, so I did the science work for a couple of years, but I was really passionate about language uh, and I was really good at it. Um, I, I guess you would call me some sort of polyglot. Um, and I, and I, saw, I saw I pursued the Spanish stuff for a long time, got an undergraduate degree, worked um, in Ecuador for six months with a nonprofit community development group, literally wow. based in Quito, but... Um, so you lived in Ecuador? I lived in Ecuador, yeah, for six months. Uh, and that was uh, sort of during the undergraduate years. And, you know, you know, it's the best way to acquire a language is to immerse yourself in, you know, and then on top of that, I got to do some really cool community development work. My first really exposure to this idea of working directly with people to build communities and and, and, and so I, it, that stuck with me in my brain, but I sort of put it in the back because I had to go, you know, like pay off student debt and whatnot. So I had to get a job, but I really missed it. So after that stint with the science stuff, I uh, ended up uh, finding out about this international MBA program they had here at the Moore School here in Columbia. World renowned, like nationally accredited, ranked program. Uh, I was like, business? Ugh. But you get to study abroad for six months and then work abroad for a year. And they gave me a fellowship, so I was like, I'm in. And it ended up being this like life-changing decision to do that program. What changed? Where I came from was a pretty small town in eastern North Carolina. Anything east of Raleigh before you get to the beach is pretty much a giant swamp. So Yeah, like where I'm from. Fun fact, we're both from eastern North Carolina, east of I-95. That is correct. And you know, you just try every you try as hard as you can just to get away from those places. You know, 20 years ago it was sleepy and you know, you just wanted to get out. And so all my whole life experience really was this small community. And, um, and that trip to Ecuador in particular, uh, really, I mean, you know, 
piqued my interest. I mean, there's, there's this whole world out there that, you know, you read about and you see about, but you, you, don't, you don't actually get to experience it. So I went there and I was on my own and it was incredible and it really changed everything. Uh, and so that just stuck with me. And so the, the opportunity to intentionally go back uh, into a program like the MIPS program, get some business acumen, which I would started to realize that that was something that it wasn't icky and I actually might be decent at it. What changed your mind about business? At some point in that program, or shortly thereafter, I realized that it, it like everything else, it, like languages or anything else, it is a tool, right? The developing business acumen is a tool, and it actually is a tool. I think it, I realized that it could help me do more. It could help me impact more people's lives. Uh, I could build and grow things. I could help others build and grow things. It, you know, I sort of, you have these inclinations, and I was moving that direction, and I, I still wasn't in love with business. I, I don't even know if I am today. But I realize, I recognize it for what it is, mm -hmm. and that is, you know, building things is important. Creating things is important. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have, you know, a design or creative, traditional creative background, but I have this, right? I have, I have this other set of skills that I started to realize I was, I was pretty good at. You know, communication is a big part of business. Um, wooing people, all these, all these other things you can use for so many other things. So yeah, so I sort of turned the corner and decided that through business and through understanding how these kinds of things work, I could make a greater impact on the world. And, and that was when I got really excited. Is community development and building a business, are they very different things? Not at all. They're so similar. And that's the thing, like we're, I think we're all connected globally. We are all connected by a, a very similar set of issues or characteristics in our lives. I mean, mm -hmm. so building community, requires right forethought and tenacity and you know all these things you have to work with individuals you have to pull people together you have to you know share and paint a vision all those things you have to do in business as well yeah in other words maybe you're saying that that finding things is sometimes about eliminating things in other words yeah crossing things off the list and seeing what's what's left all that background on your experience, kind of this meander, if you will, several years ago, probably less than five years ago, SoCo just did not exist, right? Seven. Seven years ago, SoCo yeah. did not exist. Yeah. How did those experiences that you just described help you take something that did not exist, a dream maybe, yeah. and turn it into something you could point to that has a sign and it's on Gervais Street or it's on Bull Street? Let's describe that. Um. I don't know if I can. I will try. Okay. Um, the think, point of the show is for you to describe that. But yeah, anyway. I know. So, so <laughs> I'm going to completely waste you and everyone else's time. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be entertained. Um, you know, so, so like in my early 30s, I think I started realizing that I, I really was not suited to work for anyone else. So I met some other folks, Gene Crawford, Giovanni DiFederici, Jay Barry, and a couple other fantastic creative humans and and we were riffing on this idea. You know, we just fundamentally disagree. You have to leave here to create awesome things. And and from that from that kind of series of coffees and beers, we, we decided we wanted to do something about. It. And we know we can't tack. We we knew at the time we couldn't tackle the whole problem, right? We we you know we can't fix homelessness. We we can't you know deal with broken roads or bad education systems or whatever the prop whatever the perceived problem is that makes someone leave. But we could at least start building a community. And then a place around, a place and some resources around that community that would make it easier to stay. And in particular, we were passionate about creative industries, the tech industry and the entrepreneurial community because we felt like 
those folks were the least served here. But, but is building that community, is it just about real estate? No. Is it just about having a roof? No, dude, it has so- Exposed wooden beams and brick? I mean, what- It has what? so, actually, it has so little to do with that. Okay. So, you know, SoCo today, we are a platform and a community for independent workers, creative professionals, and folks that are pretty much anybody's pursuing anything entrepreneurial, anything independent. Um, we say platform and a community because, you know, what we try to do is find these people, wrap them in a warm blanket, and give them everything that they need to just be able to focus on the thing that it is that they're doing that they're passionate about. The what thing are, that is. What are those things that you try to give them? Infrastructure, right? When when you want to create, when you want to build, you need a place to do that. So we we have a couple of workspaces here in Columbia that are you know thoughtfully designed. They're very gritty. They're very urban. They're cool. They're packed full of infrastructure, gigabit internet speeds with a partnership with Segwa, bottomless coffee, inspiring murals, all, you know, comfortable seating, flexible office arrangements, doors to close if you want, meeting rooms to book if you need them, all that stuff. And I don't want to glance over that because that is very valuable for a lot of our community members. Sure. They stay because they make great connections. They, they collide with someone that they didn't know uh, that inspires them in a different direction or that they end up partnering or collaborating with. And so the the thing that we do, we think I think we do better than anyone else, is we are very intentional about building community. So, you know, a person that has a background in whatever and another person, both members, that have an, has a background that's complementary, we find a way to make that connection for them. We help our members make connections outside of the SoCo community, um, not just so that they can have a fulfilled life, and that's a big part of it, but also so that they can, like, grow as professionals. I do I do love that story because it's, it's, it's necessary and vital and, and I think, you know, in listening to what you're saying, when we think about the, the footnote, you know, kind of the, the, the extra context that, that we've got to go to, pause the story, get the context, and then go back into it is, you know, building community is more than just a building. They may come for the place, but they're staying for the community. I think there's a lot of stories out there in the world of business that sort of, um, highlight that lone entrepreneur that just guts their way through everything, that figures it all out seemingly by themselves. You know, and hearing stories like yours and, and, and others that, that we highlight here is, it is very rare that the person does it by themselves. It's also very stupid. that That's not a healthy way to build anything. I mean, emotionally, mentally, financially, and by and by the large, they're going to fail. You can't do hard things alone. You just can't. You shouldn't, right? And that's kind of one of our core tenets is, you know, you're gonna do big things, great. Do them with other people, right? It'll make the bad times less bad and it'll make the good times even better. And uh, and along the way, you'll, you'll have a support system and a mechanism to prevent you from, you know, making that one lone wolf dumb decision that destroys the thing you're trying to build. And you'll fail, you'll still fail. I mean, lots of people fail all the time. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 but you know, being a founder is that. It is having times where you are the only person that. Sure. We wanna tell the stories after the exit. Yeah. We, we wanna find out what someone did after they've achieved sort of that, that end, end result. And we do very little sort of check-ins along along the way. 
thanks for this, for, for sitting down, but thanks for the, the work you're doing. And we're huge fans, we're big cheerleaders, and um, can't wait to see what happens down the road.